Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts may be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, may you continue to speak through your word that your people may always continue to hear the hope, the joy, and the very peace that is ours in Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. How well do you handle the dark? Now, I'm not just talking a little bit of darkness, but I'm talking if the lights suddenly just all went out, if everything simply went pitch black, how well do you handle that kind of darkness? In the midst of everything that is there, is it are you calm, are you peaceful, are you relaxed in the dark, or does it matter of where you're at and what's going on? and what caused such an event? Is that do we find ourselves often finding ourselves in the darkness? Is that groping and looking for something, trying to find our way, but not able to find that path? I mean, we live in a day and age that simply you look around and everywhere that we go is that there is so much that is often simply brightness all around. Is that light pollution within our cities is so, something that we deal with that we don't even bother looking up at the stars because they simply don't look as amazing as they should because of the very light that just surrounds us? Or even in our house, when you turn off all of those light switches, is that how many of those little gadgets and gizmos all around your house are still giving off some form of light in the midst? But what is real darkness, true, pitch-black darkness feel like? A number of years ago, my family and I, we went on a trip to Arkansas. That while we were there, we went down on a cave tour. About halfway through the cave tour, the guide lined us all up and had us have, take a seat. And then he shut off the lights. <laughs> that I don't know if you've ever experienced that kind of darkness. Now, I'm talking that's like hand pressed to your face, you cannot see it. So that I had a daughter on each side, I had no idea that they were there. <laughs> Is that darkness? What would have happened if the guide walked a little too far away from that light switch? What would have happened if you got left behind in the midst that kind of darkness, is that we all find ourselves in different points, not dealing with the physical realities of darkness, but dealing with the very darkness of this world, dealing with the pain, the sorrow, the problems, dealing with all of those things of the spiritual darkness of critical times in our life when we find ourselves crying out, God, where are you? or find ourselves asking that question, why? Or we find ourselves dealing with loss or pain or problems or issues. That person that we loved so much is no longer there with us. That job that we once looked to for safety and security said no more. Is it the things of health 
or home or all kinds of other things, that direction in life or everything else can suddenly change and turn. And we feel like we're dark, looking for something, searching for something, seeking something. So tonight, tonight is the longest night of the year. The most hours of darkness throughout the entire calendar is that the Israelites knew all too well of what that kind of darkness felt like. That our reading from Isaiah chapter 9 tonight, they knew of just how bleak, just how worrisome, just how fearful it was to see that kind of darkness and evil encroach upon them. For those very tribes of the northern kingdom were staring down the very face of the king of Assyria and his unrelenting and unyielding army that would soon come sweeping down on them. That it looked hopeless. It looked concerning. It looked as if it was simply something that what can we do and where can we turn? But don't we have those moments in life where we wonder where can we turn, where do we seek, where do we find? Is that we look and we see war in this world, we see violence in this world, we see hatred and crime and murder, we see all sorts of things splashed across this life. And so in the midst of those very dark spots and God's good creation. Where do we turn? Where do we look? Where do we go for hope, for peace, for joy in a world that deals with this, let alone the snowpocalypse that is on our doorstep? Is that we have all of those concerns of life. So where do we turn in the midst of these things? Now, what does Isaiah proclaim to us today? That he says those very words, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. But where does that help? Where does that hope? Where does that very assistance come? See, in Isaiah 8, as they find themselves in that darkness and that sadness, as they now find themselves staring down this very path, to where do they turn? So it says in Isaiah chapter 8, 19, that some will say to you, inquire of the mediums and inquire of the necromancers who chirp and mutter, Is that go and seek those very occult, those very spiritual, those very ones that can look into the dark things. That's their answer. Let us go to those things that are darkness themselves. And then just a few verses later, Isaiah goes on to say this, and they will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, that they will look to the earth. What does that mean? (laughs) That they will look out there in this world to the answers that are there, that they will look to the experts, 
they will look to the gifted, they will look to all of those things that we will somehow find a way, that we will somehow find an answer, that we sometimes in those darkness try to look within those places. We look to governments, we look to our bank accounts, we look to this or that, is that with just a little bit of ingenuity that we will change this situation. But through all of the years and all of the centuries, But how has that worked for us? Is this world getting any less dark? Is it getting any less sinful? That for all of our seeking and all of our searching out there in this world, do we find the light that we need? So what does Isaiah say? He says right in the midst of those who some would say, go and look to the dark. Some would say, let's look simply to our strength and our very place. Is that Isaiah says those very words that I will hope in the Lord and I will wait for Him. It's hard. It's hard to wait in the darkness. It's hard to simply find that very trust of simply waiting, hoping, looking to what is to come. But what does He promise us today? What does He have to say? That to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon His shoulder and His name shall be called. Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. But what is a child in the midst of darkness? That what kind of protection can a baby provide when Isaiah begins to talk about things of swords and spears and the warrior's boot? Is that what is it that he has to say He reminds us that in the midst of our pains, our sorrows, our problems, that we are not the strength that we need, that we are not the ones who are there fighting our battles on our behalf, but there is one who is mightier than us, one who is mightier than all, that there is one who has come for us. That he doesn't bring up these images of war. He doesn't bring up these images of fear as those that we should be afraid. But what does he say? He says, burn the boots. Melt down the armor and the sword. Burn them up. Melt them down. For there is another who will fight for you. Is that while he comes, humble and still... That while he comes as just a little baby, that what does Isaiah come to say? Is that in chapter 53, he proclaims to us of what this mighty warrior does on our behalf. Is that we, we shall look to him who we shall call stricken, smitten, and afflicted. Is that one who goes to the slaughter, 
is a one who indeed bore our sins and who was pierced for our transgressions and who came to do battle with the deepest darkness, the very problem of sin, of death, of pain. So what does Paul say to us in Romans 15? That he says to us those very words, may the God of hope fill you with all joy, with all peace in believing, in trusting in Him who is fighting for you. Trusting in Him who is there with you in your darkness. Trusting in Him who came into the very darkest places of our world and dealt with the very death, the very evil, the very pain, so that we might have joy. That this Christmas, we celebrate that very gift of one who has come to be not simply our advisor, not simply one who has come to be one that brings us joy, but one who comes to be our Savior. That when we find ourselves in those moments of darkness, that we can have that very light of hope. And for that very reason, we celebrate all that He has given and all that He has done for us. And so let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that You would lead and guide us by that very word. Increase in us that hope and peace of knowing You, the one who fights our battles and the one who is victorious. And so even though we might find ourselves in that valley of the shadow of death, or we might find ourselves in that very darkness that Zebulun and Naphtali experienced, that upon us a light has shone, and to us a child is given. All this we pray in Christ's holy and precious name. Amen.